afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of Malted the Podcast. This isn't episode three, because we're all not here. We're all not here? We're not all here. Well, I'm not all here anyway. <laughs> we're sitting here in Warwick's empty house on a lovely Saturday afternoon in Melbourne, um, recording a mini episode, I suppose. I guess we thought we'd have a Boilermaker. Yeah, it seemed like a good idea, and we didn't want to leave you because um, Charlie has been uh, gallivanting around the place. Yeah, I think he's in the Gold Coast, which which might not be the best place for whiskey. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he'll come back and tell us that he found some awesome whiskey bars, but I kind of doubt it. He better. But he's probably doing. I don't know what he's doing, but he's probably doing something adventurous. Probably surfing. On a shark or something. Something like active. Yeah, exactly. Something that, that single people do. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could remember what single people do. Yeah. It's been so long. Curse our lives. <laughs> They're so horrible. So we're going to drink a whiskey and a beer and see how they go together. Um, I purposely went and picked something that I had no idea what it was. Um, it's, it's called uh, American Monastic. Uh, clown shoes, which is a Belgian style India pale ale. Never had it before. It's American. Um, I think it's from. I, I was looking at the label, and I think it's Massachusetts. 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 I don't know. I'm not very good with my um, American uh, geography, but I believe that might actually be found near Boston. Yes, it is. Um, as that is where. Um, that that is the capital of Massachusetts, or it might not be. I don't know. It's actually from Ipswich, Ip, Ipswich, Massachusetts. Ipswich, which is funny because there's an Ipswich in Queensland, and that's where Charlie is right now. Right now, he's in Ipswich. All right, so this is a this is a, a tribute to him. Yeah, and it's uh, they called the Mercury Brewing Company. I think it was. Yeah, Mercury Brewing Company in Ipswich. So um, I've never actually seen it before. So I'm, I'm interested to see what it tastes like. Um, so, I don't know. On the bottle. Do you think you... Mm-hmm. Oh, go on, tell us what, what's on the bottle. On the bottle, well, on the bottle, there's a very nice picture of someone uh, in a... Who... It looks like in some kind of Jesus-style robes, but made up of the American flag. Mm. And there's someone with a felt selfie stick, taking a selfie with a big red beard. Someone eating a burger. I'm sure it's all supposed to signify something, but I'm not sure what it is. I think it signifies America, right? I guess so. I, oh, I, it's a monk, American monastic. Oh, okay. Well, I did, um, you know, because, you know, we're a credible journalism uh, organisation here at Malta. I did. Yes, we uh, are feel, credible journalism. Um, <laughs> we, I did feel the need to do some research and I, I read the uh, the box that it came in and there was <laughs> well a thing. Done. Yeah, yeah, there was a thing. Um, I was very proud of myself. There was a thing about, like, how they were. Um, you know, trying to, uh, I guess, sort of signify the freedom of America. And so I think the idea of there being a, a monk dressed in a, an American flag and a dog and a man eating a burger and that 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 red-headed beard guy is... That's a selfie stick that yeah, he's got. I said it was a selfie stick. Oh, did you? Okay, well, only I, I only just noticed. And there's the Washington Monument and the Capitol Building. Um, ooh, it's 8.5%. Shit, it, it doesn't drink like it's 8.5%, that's for sure. No, I'll have a wobbly bike ride home. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I guess let's talk about the beer. What do you what do you think? Do you think you made a 
Well, choice. it's billed as very hop- hoppy on the box. Mm. But I think it, it's not that hoppy. Yeah, I think initially when I tasted it, I thought maybe there was going to be um, a bit more of a hop explosion, but it never really came. But I think now that I'm drinking it and I'm getting used to it, there's a really weird juxtaposition there um, between... Uh, they use a very... Um, I, I think it's a, a Belgian-style yeast, so it gives it that kind of goldeny ale flavour, but it's also very hoppy. Mm, it's got... But, a, the end of it's quite hoppy, like the aftertaste. Mm. It stays hoppy, but... Uh, yeah, I guess it's that Belgian sort of influence. It's not like an IPA that... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a Belgian-style IPA, so... Yeah. I don't really know what that means. Well, I guess that's... Uh, it's all in the name. So it's IP- it's hoppy like an IPA, but it's also Belgian, like Belgian ale. Um, um, so, and, and one of the things... I'm, I'm not really a beer guy, and it's actually kind of ironic, um, you know, considering we're doing this podcast without Charlie, and we're sort of doing our first real focus on beer rather than just talking about what we might drink with beer. But um, I think probably um, there are very, very particular types of yeast um, and Belgium is, uh, you know, uh, I guess one of the biggest birthplaces for beer and they, they definitely pioneered the use of yeast over hundreds of years. Um, and Belgian sour ales and Belgian strong ales and things like that are very, um, uh, are very much, uh, they, they taste like they do because of the yeast. A lot mm. of the time so that's as much as i know and i couldn't really go too deep into it i'm sure charlie could he actually does homebrew and that kind of thing but he's probably sitting um, listening to this going oh you're <laughs> wrong yeah yeah but um that as far as i know that's that's uh that's kind of how it is but what i do know is a little bit about hops and the varieties of hops and things and and so with these guys using um i think they they sent on the on the bottle somewhere i can't say it now but seven different types of hops so they're working to a certain flavor profile i suppose from the you know purely of their own device like they're just they they came up with a bunch of hops and i guess they wanted to make it taste a certain way and i think that they've made something pretty interesting which i certainly wouldn't have expected i'll tell you what for a strong beer it's pretty drinkable yeah the more i'm drinking of this the more i was like "Mm, yeah i could drink a few of these this is a very um a very evil session ale like, I think you could sit there and you could drink it for, you know, over the course of the night and then just go, what the hell is wrong with my legs? Um, so, yeah, you are going to have a very uh, interesting bike ride home moment. So. Yay. We should pair yeah. that. Um, not mm. that I'd advocate drinking and riding a bike. It might be illegal wherever you're listening to this. I don't think it's illegal in Melbourne. Isn't it? I think it's illegal to... Um, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna be mm. walking my bike home after today. I think. <laughs> um, what do we? What, what whiskey have we got, Rorik? So I, I I dug through the vaults of my collection, um, and we featured two Scotch whiskies so far. We featured the Ben Romac, ten uh, year old, and we featured the Glen Farkless, fifteen uh, year old. Um, both very different types of whiskey, and. Um, in episode three, it's not really a secret anymore, but in episode three, we're going to have a look at Japan and um, try the Hakushu uh, Distillers Reserve. So I thought what we might do is something totally different. And it's interesting uh, because we're going to talk about Australia, I think, um, Australian whiskey. Mm. And I, I wondered if maybe we talk about that today. But um, we're going to drink a Starwood. Um, so Starwood is a, is a distillery in, in Melbourne, where we're from. Um, 
they've set up a, a distillery in an old airport hangar. Mm. Um, it was an ANSET hangar, if anybody remembers their Australian uh, a- a- aviation history. Um, ANSET were, were a, um, they just went bust, so I suppose they probably got the warehouse. They didn't just go bust, they went bust ages ago. They, no, 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 well, I mean, they, they, it, it, they kind of quite literally just exploded and just ended. Yeah. Um, I was actually overseas when it happened and I had flown to Thailand. On ANSET? With ANSET. <laughs> and then uh, we couldn't fly back. So, But we were okay. We weren't stranded in Thailand. <laughs> Lucky. Um, so, yeah, Starwood is uh, is um, from Melbourne. They do a couple of uh, whiskies that um, are internationally recognised. One of those is the Wine Cask, which just picked up the um, World Whiskey Award for the Best Australian Whiskey. There's another one, which is um, the Solera Cask, which is the Sherry Cask uh, one, which is quite good. This one is a bit different. This is from their New World Projects range, and this is kind of where they do some shameless experimentation just to see what they could do. So they bottle this for Vintage Cellars. Not that we're giving them a shout-out. They haven't paid us. Um, but Vintage Cellars, I guess, um, were approached by Starwood or maybe the other way around to do their own bottling, and it's a Pedro Jimenez Sherry Cask. And I'm not sure if it's matured entirely in Pedro Jimenez casks or if it's only finished like spent the last part of its maturation in a Pedro Jimenez cask but I reckon you'll definitely taste the sherry influence and the reason that I paired these two together is because I think when you've got like a golden ale or something like that or something that does have that heaviness um that was for effect really um <laughs> you I, I think you do find that the uh that the sherry influence counters that quite well mm. i think there was a plan to do a whis- an australian whiskey after the the next podcast i would like to but i think we should do something from tassie tasmania for that one for all three of us i think so and this is just a little sort of experimental trip so well, i just poured myself a really massive glass and they're not so good we should even it up <laughs> yeah and i spilled a little bit as well because um i'm not very good with pouring five that's what they call it. So, so there's a there's a, a, a distiller's term. Um, there's the angel share. So the angel share is the whiskey that evaporates in the cask. So mm. they utilize it to the angels, and then there's the devil's cut, which is what falls on the floor when you when you're making whiskey. So basically, Warwick is the devil. Yeah, yeah. I just gave a lot of whiskey to the devil. My cat will probably drink it up and fucking love it. And we'll put that video on on YouTube soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be a hit. Hmm. So. Strong smell. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I assume this is quite young. Most Australian whiskey is quite young because um, you can't age it to the same level as you can in Scotland because of the climate and so on. And, and especially considering it's in an old airport hangar, it's, you know, it's a slave to the, hot, to the humidity. Hot, dry Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, hot, uh, sorry, dry, cold Melbourne as well in, in yeah. winter. Um, so yeah it would age very quickly so i i really couldn't tell you but i think what you do get when you smell this is just there's there's a robustness and a harshness to the spirit i mm. think straight away it's very um alcoholicy which yeah. which is a which, which is an adjective we use to before which is kind of redundant but um it is it does smell strong certainly doesn't smell smooth i do do with with the new world projects i do get that a pretty strong smell and taste from them most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, let's rip a taste. Mmm. Alright. Mm. 
full of your dead air then. <laughs> well, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, I have more taste. Hello. It Hello. is. <laughs> Hello. Um, it's. It's probably not as harsh as other star as other Starwood or New World Projects whiskies I've had that I've had. It's actually um. Maybe that cherry takes it takes some of the heat out of it. Um, it's actually um, it's quite nice, really. Yeah, I've had a bunch of sours, and this is probably my favourite. I mm. think that I've had. Um, you know, I am a huge fan of cherry bombs. Um, and this is, you know, this is even on the nose, it's just like a wafting cherry influence. You know, you get the raisins and the sultanas and the. Um, and the fruits and the, you know, plums and figs and just that really beautiful full smell to it. Um, and then on the, on, you know, uh, when you, when you taste it, it's all there still. It's, it's all hanging around on the palate and I think it's got a really long finish. Um, yeah. Too, which, which, which I think is a bit unique for Starwood. I think Starwood, you know, maybe, maybe it's not necessarily a bad thing, but maybe because of the age or maybe because of the the hugeness of the spirit I've, I've never really found that it has this this long lingering finish but this one certainly does mm. and how do you think it goes with the beer? it goes quite well with the beer actually I'm trying to get pick some flavour notes out of that whiskey I'm not, not, nothing more than the, what you've already said in regards to like you know the fruits and the sherry taste of it well I'm not very good with like nuts yeah well, um, we're all we're all learning together yeah. um and that, that's definitely something we don't want to go too far into the into the flavor notes like i think if you were, were to taste this and hopefully you can get yourself down to a vintage cellars and pick this one up because it's really lovely but hopefully um you know you would find those flavor notes would be quite appropriate like we don't want to throw anything out there that you know only you get or yeah you know a listener might not i'm definitely getting a little bit of smokiness yeah. at the end like up through my nose at the end mm, I don't okay. know whether it's peat I don't think it is I think it's more just I don't know maybe it's just my palate but it seems a bit smoky I think it might be the heat yeah I think it's the heat but, but it could also be um, often if you have the smokiness to the spirit it could be because um, they, they might have used like a like a really they might have charred the barrel it's definitely got a smoky taste to yeah. it so it might be sort of like a charcoal yeah. kind of thing that you're getting which it's, I, which it's I at I the end it's at the end of the like the end of the taste, mm. the back of the palate, back of the mouth, up through the nose. <laughs> so I, I went to Starwood, I think last year, with Charlie actually, mm-hmm. and I was amazed at just how many barrels they have sitting there really? in stock waiting to be sold. That's it awesome. Is, it is huge. They're, they are doing so well, and I was so proud of them because, um, you know, they're probably the most moderately priced Australian whiskey mm. um, and one of the best as well you know just totally bang for their buck um, and uh, I think you'll start to see them really expanding into other countries I'm sure they're already you know sold overseas now but um, they recently signed a deal with um, Diageo's investment um, arm so Diageo are uh, the company who make Johnny Walker and they own a bunch of single malt distilleries across Scotland and even some in, uh, in, in America. So they don't own part of Starwood, I believe, but they've injected an investment. And um, yeah, so that'll, that'll mean that they can continue to create great spirits yeah. for a long time. And I think um, 
I, I, I might pronounce his name incorrectly, but David Vitale, uh, who is the owner Vitale? of Sully. Vitale? I think uh, it's Vitale. Vitale, it could be. Sorry, David. Um, but he's a really... He, he he seems like a really passionate guy who's yeah. into the into the whiskey world. And I don't know his name. I'm just making it up. <laughs> well, he, he studied with Lark, too. Um, oh, I was at Lark last yeah, weekend. He, he was an understudy to Bill Lark for a bit, learned how to make whiskey from, uh, from, from them, and um, took it to Melbourne. Yeah. And they come in fantastic bottles. Mm. I know it's not a huge concern, but I like a good whiskey bottle. Yeah, and there too. are some good whiskey bottles, and there are some awful whiskey bottles. Yeah, yeah. What's and, a what's an awful whiskey bottle? Uh, what's the one? Well, you know the whis the Canadian whiskey that won World Whiskey. Yeah, it's pretty ugly bottle. It's not the best bottle. No, I'm sure no. the whiskey is fine, and it doesn't affect the taste. But yeah. the bottle, I mean, it looks like something that your grandfather would have had. Yep. And that's fine if you're a hipster. Yeah, but I think the the the, the Starwood bottles have this you know, big bottom on them, and they're really symmetrical, and they're nice, and they feel yeah. they feel good in the hand. They do, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what else is a is a terrible bottle though? Hang on a second, and listen to this. Didn't that sound good? Yeah, it did. It's <laughs> like it's like when you shut a car door on a new car. Yeah. Um, you know what? What else is a horrible bottle? Um. Amazing whiskey, and this is interesting because uh, you, you might have recently seen on Facebook that we're sharing our favourite whiskeys of all time, and Ben's is Nick from the Barrel. Well, um, it's at the moment it's my favourite whiskey. Oh, okay, so it could change. Okay, well, anyway. So, anyway, what I was going to say about that bottle is that I think it's one of the worst design bottles. <laughs> it looks really good, but it's so poorly designed because it's got this really tiny spout, Yeah. and so you're just down to like you know lose a whole bunch on, on to the devil I know um, it's it feels good like it's that square shape yeah. but yeah pouring it out is just a real and plus it's there's not enough whiskey in it I know it should be 700 mils not 500 mils I feel yeah. a bit jibbed when it's 500 mils I know I mean it's pretty well priced but as I said on the on, on the internet um, I probably had the most fun with that whiskey than anything else just because yeah. it's really balanced and it sort of goes with everything else And yeah totally but there are I mean there are better whiskies but anyway, I digress. We're moving mm. away from... Well, I don't know. I think that might be it. What do yeah. you think? Is there anything more to talk about? Mm, not really. Yeah, this well, is a bit of a quick one. So you can go out and try what... Tell us what you think. And um, thanks to everyone who's listened to the podcast so far. Um, it's a bit of a... It's been pleasantly surprising, the reactions we've got. Um, bumping into people who've liked the podcast and listened to it. Um, seeing our SoundCloud numbers go up which is great. Um, it's very good for the, for the ego. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, we're realizing that the podcast is really appealing to the non-whiskey drinkers too, which is fantastic. Um, I didn't expect that. I thought that people would be like, whiskey, and just never listen to it if they weren't into whiskey. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's good to me that, um, you know, particularly people I know who've never really liked whiskey are kind of interested in wanting to try it now. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, if we can ever influence anyone to start drinking, it's a really good thing, usually. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Alright, well, that's us. Um, we'll see you for episode three. We're going to be in Japan. We're going to talk about the distilleries in Japan. It's going to be a really interesting episode because Japan is just... Like, do they, can they even sell whiskey anymore? Like, they've just got no whiskey left. Do they have any time to make whiskey? <laughs> yeah, I went to the bottle shop today and there was no Japanese whiskey. And I was like, where is it all? <laughs> like what's going on so um we did already source the bottle so um 
hopefully you can track down a bottle of of that whiskey and maybe drink along what with is it the hakushu yeah it's the hakushu distillers reserve and i haven't seen it anywhere other than when i bought it wow so, no yeah. age statement yeah no age statement yeah controversial and we'll probably have another one of these little ones with warwick and charlie when i'm away during the middle of may Oh, please don't make me do one with Charlie. <laughs> I don't want to do that with Charlie. No, I'm kidding. I love you, Charlie. All right. All right. We're done. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. See you later. Bye.